of the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Thursday the 24th. You are tuned into Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle. Full-service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland, coming individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. Family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonandJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Marsha, good morning. Good morning. It is a great morning here at our cluster of stations. It is a great morning. It's a very busy morning, that is for sure, because we have the St. Jude Radiothon going on today. I love it because we're all kind of just uh, cross-promoting and we're all in each other's stations and it's it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun and we will be uh, talking about that a little bit later on and uh, over on 92.9 WXDC, 95.9 The Big Dog and uh, today's 97.5. They are in the process of the full radiothon right now. So if you want to check in with any of them, maybe if you want to learn how to be a partner in Hope, the text line and the uh, to- toll-free number, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit, but they're talking about it the whole day for the next two days uh, on those three stations. But it is very cool. It's, it's a long day. It makes a long day here at the station, but it's for a good cause. You know? Oh, it always feels so nice when you, you know the the days are accomplished and you're like wow look look what what the community has done absolutely absolutely it's very cool so uh go to those three stations and we'll of course chat about it but we do have our first guest in studio with us from rosedale funeral home and cemetery it's hannah sosalisa hannah good morning good morning thank you for having me absolutely Thanks for being here so uh we're talking pre-planning so t- tell us about you know who, who you are and what you do at rosedale and then we're going to get into some of the questions that we have yeah, about sure. pre-planning sure my name is hannah sosalisa like you guys have said and introduced me thank you great name and yeah, we, we, <laughs> name. we love thank that so, it'd um, be a good radio name would be a great radio <laughs> it name. would i believe that <laughs> and um I work at Rosedale Funeral Home and Cemetery, and we are actually part of the Dignity Memorial Network. A lot of people don't know that, which is really the nation's leading network of funeral homes, cemeteries, and um, um, cemetery providers in Northern America. We have over 2,200 different locations throughout the United States. Um, and so, but the cool thing about us is that we're actually operated by people who live and work and raise our families right here in Martinsburg. So we're still very family oriented. Um, so it's a great place to work. Mm. Uh, I can honestly say that every single person that is there, they are people person and they love people. And that's kind of what our industry is about. So, mm-hmm. well, it's gotta be important to the, and I mean, I've, thankfully haven't had to go through the process of dealing with you know funeral home cemetery things like that myself but i'm sure it has to you know be give you some peace of mind to deal with people that you know are local you know might even yes. know the people Absolutely. or the person you very know? much very much yep you know i i was talking to you before we went on uh having gone to a, a wake service at uh, rosedale it, it was remarkable to me how much the the service the surroundings were personalized yes. to the loved one yes. that they were laying to rest and remembering. Um, talk about that a little bit. How important that is. Well, actually, it's something that um, 
I want to say that our company very much pushes uh, for us. I think as we've kind of seen how this industry has, with all industries, right, it goes, it starts with one kind of traditional thing and it kind of moves into something else. Um, the, the, it's the same thing. And we really, we want to go ahead and be able to celebrate a person's legacy. Their legacy is very important. And that really gives a very good sense of closure with our families. And so we're not there just to facilitate another traditional service, but we're really there to commemorate and celebrate and and really bring out those special things um, about the loved ones so that they can remember that um, there's a lot of different ways that we've done that oh you've got to you've got to have some great <laughs> examples. Oh, yeah. um, people who are into horses mm-hmm. we have actually brought a saddle in and um, that they rode and we've sat at out up there as a display people who love quilts we put quilts mm-hmm. all around our funeral home there's many different things and and really it's really about well it's two because we're talking about pre-planning so i want to say we actually have part of our pre-planning um process it's a four-step process of reflecting and then we go ahead and we have to record recording is very important and we have this thing called a personal planning guide and in that personal planning guide we're starting to talk with our families reflecting with them hey what is it about? What do they have hobbies? Do they have these things that they did? And we begin to record those things so that when somebody does pass away, we take that planning guide out and the funeral director can completely compose an entire wow. service around this individual and it's been recorded. So it, it, that's so important ahead of the event because it is. there are things you forget and then oh, yeah. you'll live in regret a and little bit. A that you're like, oh man, I wish I would have right. remembered to include, mm-hmm. you know, Papa's favorite pipe right. or, or whatever exactly. it is. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It is. So um, the, the uh, wake service that I went to, the, the man was a car enthusiast. So parked out in front of the, the uh, funeral home mm-hmm. were two of his cars. Now, that's funny you say that because I was also going to say, I remember vividly as a kid, this was a long time ago, um, went to, I think it was my grandmother's best friend's husband's uh, funeral, right? And he was a big car guy too. And uh, they were both big partiers back in their day. And Well, even I think up until the end. But regardless, you walk in and it was like you're walking into a house party. But then where the open bar was at his funeral yep. was in the back of the... Tr- it was in the trunk that they cut off the back of the, his car he had forever. And they had it placed inside the funeral home, which I thought... I mean, even to this day, I think I was... That made an impression. Yeah, but like that shows how important it is to make it, you know, a personal experience. Yeah, we've actually had um, during the pandemic, we all know how difficult that was. Mm -hmm. And that kind of got lost in the translation. And it it really was very difficult for people to have closure. But we just pushed through and really tried it. We decided we're not going to change who we are and what we do for our families. And we had literally a... Um, a rock concert out in our parking lot <laughs> wow. at the time because we That's couldn't awesome. have it inside to go ahead and really commemorate and celebrate that individual. And it was amazing. That's I awesome. mean, it really was. A, a memorable Yes, event. it was very memorable. It, it really is, when you think about uh, putting on a funeral wake service, it's the last thing that you can do for your loved one in, yes. in some mm-hmm. respects, like, yeah. you know, to, to show your love. And um, having the input of that loved one is especially helpful because some of us lose our loved ones in a traumatic way, unexpectedly. That's right. 
And um, those decisions are hard to make in yes. that moment. So there's actually two things I want to say about that. The first thing is you had mentioned that, you know, you're young, so you right. really haven't gone through this. And so there's this misconception that pre-planning only happens when you're a certain age. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when we do talk about inflation, you're going to find out the younger you are and beginning this process, actually the better off you're going to be and the more benefits that you have financially through mm-hmm. pre-planning. But really having their their input beforehand is going to do really this thing. When somebody passes away and there has been no input, uh, the family member or the loved one is automatically thinking, what did mom want? Mm-hmm. What did dad want? Oh my goodness. What did Grammy want? And it's too late to ask those and questions. And we can't ask him. And they feel a certain amount of guilt going through them. Did I do the right thing? Did they want cremation? Did they want a mm-hmm. burial traditional? Did they want the flag on? They were a veteran. Did they want the taps? What what kinds? It runs. And what, what happens is when we have the input of the person that has passed away, it creates a sense of peace of mind. I have sat in the pre-planning process with so many people. And afterwards, um, they will let out this big sigh and say, that feels so much better. Mm-hmm. Like I, now I know my kids are taken care of. And we, we have these seminars where I actually teach and I educate people on what, why it's important. And I tell this to them all the time. I'll go back to that personal planning guide mm-hmm. where we're actually writing things down. We can have a discussion. I have two girls. Okay. I have, I have a, a nine-year-old and a 13-year-old and I can give them instructions mm-hmm. on what I want and they can leave that room. And in five minutes, they're bickering and having a fight <laughs> over what mom said. Right. right. And oh so my goodness, you're right. Mm-hmm. I, every mom says, amen, hallelujah. It's true. Right. <laughs> um, but really, honestly, it's the same thing. I tell people, I was like, listen, we have sat in rooms where we had this discussion and daughters or sons or relatives are arguing over no mom didn't want that yes she on her dying bed she told me this and uh-huh. well or her was, favorite color was blue no that's no, the no, big no, thing no, it's, no it's not she told me it was pink oh, she wanted that dress it's exactly right so in that personal planning guide part of the process is not just securing it financially but recording everything and writing it down and there's a place for everything to be written down so that there's no arguments and i guarantee the people that come into our facilities i don't believe anybody should ever come in uninformed and unprepared i Mm -hmm. think everybody should but when people come in and they have pre-planning and they don't have pre-planning night and day difference the way the family reacts peace of mind uh financial stability, all those Mm -hmm. things. It is a night and day different. And I'm telling you, the people that we have celebrated the best is because they pre-planned. Not all the time, Mm -hmm. not all the time, but most of the time. I think about folks who've passed away like Billy Graham. And one of the things Mm -hmm. that he, uh, the Reverend Billy Graham, one of the things that he had, uh, you know, had time to pre-plan about was the kind of casket that he wanted. And and it was a handmade casket from a prison ministry um, and and a very simple casket. Some people don't want all the bells and whistles. I, I remember going to a funeral for a teenager who had died in a car accident and her family had had you know, it was top of the line, everything. And you know that they, they felt that they needed to do that. But if, if you could tell your family members mm-hmm. what you exactly. wanted, you might want them to dial that down and, and not I agree spend with that. as much money. So that's, that's I, I love that. I really do. We've had people that have come in who have not done pre-planning. And I'm going to tell you, one of our funeral directors actually sat down with um, this gentleman and said, you're, you're spending too much you're making an emotional decision right here because you've lost the love of your life for over 50 years and you're wanting, and, and, and she actually tried to tell him, 
listen, you really don't need. And you know what? He did. He came back a couple months later and was like, I, I really probably should have not done that. Mm. And we try to tell, and I, I, I love the integrity right. um, of, of, of our people at Rosedale right. to be able to do that uh, because we care and we recognize that this is the worst day of somebody's life. And when it's preplanned, you're taking away some of that financial and emotional burden to make decisions in a very difficult time. We can't make good decisions when we're stressed, mm-hmm. when we're grieving, we can't. And so that really does eliminate that and it helps it. Who can pre-plan? I mean, obviously I could walk in tomorrow and say, here's what I want for my funeral. My husband, as a matter of fact, is not Irish, but he wants an Irish wake. You know, he's already told yeah. me that. I want a, uh, I want a second line for me, for sure. Like they do down in Louisiana. <laughs> oh, I, want, I want, I want people I, what to carry me down the street. To, like, play yeah, Anything, all, any there brass you instrument you want, want to carry me down the street. And then uh, I remember a handful of years ago, seeing that people were being uh, buried in a, like a tree pod. And then their yes, body like uh-huh. decomposed yes. with the street. That so I want to be carried down the street with a second line and then just thrown into a hole and then put a tree on top of me and we're good. So hey. Jordan and I could both go in and say, here's what we want. Yes. Can other people pre plan with yes. the So basically my my answer to that is anybody can pre plan and not Anybody can preplan, but I'm going to say it very strongly. Everybody should preplan. If you look at the word preplan, it has the word plan in it. Smart people plan. And, you know, just general as Americans, we are planners. Like we plan our birthday parties. Oh, my goodness. We plan all that. We plan our weddings. It takes us a year to plan a wedding. We we plan for things that don't even happen. We go out and get, um, you know, automobile um, insurance. We go get homeowners insurance. That's true. And, and and we're planning for something that could happen, could possibly happen. And you know, a fire that that's you know, we our house gets on fire is like a point zero three percent chance, and we plan for it. But I know people make fun of me all the time. It is 100% sure that each one of us in this room and who's listening today is going to pass away and we're going to have a loved one and we don't plan for the (laughs) thing that is absolutely going to happen. I've never thought of it that way. She's right. This is hard to hear, but I've never thought of it that way. I mean, because you, like you said, with the car insurance and things, you're not planning. I mean, you don't plan to get into an accident, but you have the insurance just in case. That's exactly right. Yeah. I've never thought of it that way. And life insurance is a whole nother issue, but (laughs) I'm telling you that is not even the safest way to pre-plan because because you cannot guarantee that your insurance can be used and should be used for such a thing. Okay, we're speaking with Hannah Sosalisa from Rosedale Funeral Home and Cemetery. Now, unfortunately, we have to get to our first break. Um, and it seems like, and you've done a great job, explaining, you can tell you're very passionate about this. And uh, can you let people know where to go to find out more, maybe get in touch with you, maybe to pre-plan? Yes, you can. You can call us at Rosedale 304-263-4922. And of course, we're located at 917 Cemetery Road. You can stop in, you can call us and just say, hey, listen, I'm just at the very beginning. I'd just like to have a conversation and our licensed, very qualified. Qualified advisors will meet with you. Well, thank you again, Hannah. So, Lisa from uh, Rosedale Funeral Home and Cemetery. Uh, if you missed any of this conversation, you can listen back to it a little bit later on today on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page. But, Hannah, thank you. Thank and you. stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Live and local, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik.
Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm, Sogas, Virginia, and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their newest historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. <coughs> Excuse me. Jordan Ice Warner alongside me is March Kavalik. Missed it for the break. We had Hannah Sosalisa on from Rosedale Funeral Home and Cemetery talking about funeral pre-planning. Who'd have thought that uh, that would have been such an interesting topic? Absolutely. She does she did such a great job kind of breaking it down. And to me, once she broke it down to like, well, you have car insurance for what? Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? Well, that makes... And of course, pre-planning for funeral life insurance, two different things. But in that kind of sphere of an idea, I was like, yeah, that makes complete sense. It's not like I would have think, because she said like of younger folks to pre-plan uh, i would think i'm going into a meeting to talk about when and how i'm going to die oh instead of how she then broke mm-hmm. it down like no you're just essentially kind of planning a party right yeah you're telling what what you want so right. there's no question and actually that's probably going to save your family right. money because right. when you imagine <laughs> what your loved one wants and you feel guilty mm-hmm. you're going to overspend right. i guarantee it and uh hey everybody likes a fun funeral nobody likes mm-hmm. a sad funeral right of course but if you walk in and it's a front funeral, you're, everybody's going to remember that funeral. Yeah. You know? Not yeah, to, That's setting the bar a little, little high. What are you talking about? Uh, hey, like I said when we were talking to Hannah, um, I remember a funeral I went to when I was 10, and it was like a right. full-out party, and it was that's a blast. That's true. That's, it's, and it's yeah. been a minute. Right? And I had never, I don't think I'd ever met the guy. I only knew the his wife, his widow, I guess, mm-hmm. um, because she was my grandmother's best friend. But you came away with the impression that that was an incredibly cool guy. Absolutely. Even though Absolutely. you never met him. Right. So. so, yeah, if you missed any of that conversation with Hannah Sosalisa from Rosedale Funeral Home and Cemetery, you can listen back to it a little bit later on today. But, Marsha, like we were talking about a little bit at the top of the hour, it is a big day here in our cluster of stations because it is the St. Jude Radiothon. Absolutely. You can become a partner in Hope by calling 800-201-8883 or texting HOPE to the number 626262. And with a donation of $19 a month, you get the the cool swag, the shirt. I wonder if Rona put the fashion show up yet. (laughs) uh, Because this is also happening on all of our uh, stations here. So uh, today's 97.5, 95.9 The Big Dog, and 92.9 WXDC. And if you go over to uh, their respective Facebook pages, they're posting stuff all day long, either funny clips or, you know, informational stuff about the St. Jude Radiothon. And uh, Rona over on today's 97.5 decided to make, I'll say make, force uh, Marcia We couldn't say no. I know. It's Rona. Into doing a uh, fashion walk or a catwalk, if you will. With uh, our St. Jude shirts on. so you, you were, it was interesting how natural you took to that. Like, <laughs> it, it's like you've modeled before. Um, is there something I don't know how to answer like to, that. <laughs> is, it, is there something you'd like to share with the group? Um, I will share that you can become a partner in Hope <laughs> by calling 1-800-201-8883 or texting Hope to 62. 62- Six two six two, but uh, you know it, it. It can. It is not. It can be. It is a very draining day. That's for sure. Especially for the folks that are on the music stations, because this is. Uh, I mean, the next twenty four, well, forty eight hours straight, pretty much, of uh, doing this. And if it's if you don't, you know, break it up and try, you know, laugh and have some fun about it, then it really bogs you down. And I've been getting all the numbers here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the most recent partners in hope are Jeff, uh, Betty, uh, Gracie of Martinsburg, and uh, Kim. From Elkins, so that's coming from, uh, she must be up here traveling, doing a little something, but we are just about to $30,000 already, 
already. And we Love need that. 18 new partners in hope uh, within the next half hour. So, uh, Marsha, what's the number to call? 1-800-201-8883, or you can text HOPE to 626262. Yeah, we're waiting on uh, Rona to come in. She is in the middle of her uh um, St. Jude Radiothon break over on today's 97.5 and uh, she's been able to chat with us for a while about it or we've been over to chat with her with her for a while about it so uh, we'll talk to Rona here after a bit and the video is up uh, by the way I don't know if she put let's see if she put any music to it let's see no you just see us you can just hear those creaky floorboards <laughs> And us doing But look it. at you. Yeah. That fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing that jacket over your shoulder like a pro. And then here comes Marsha with the strut. On the catwalk. <laughs> so oh, with you, my sweater on because it's freezing always exactly, in my exactly. studio. Then you see me pop back out around the corner. <laughs> so if you uh, want to check out some of the shenanigans we are up to here for the St. Jude uh, Radiothon, you can go over to Today's 97.5 on their Facebook page. But we have to go to a break. Stick around. We have another installment of our Meet the Candidates coming up here after a while on Panhandle Live. Work it. WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live. The voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik, and it's time for another installment of. Meet the candidates here on Panhandle Live. And joining us is Larry Kump, running for House of Delegates in the 94th District. Larry, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, for sure and for certain. May God bless you all real good. Thank you very much, and thank you for joining uh, Meet the Candidates this morning. So, Larry, uh, of course you served in the House of Delegates before. We'll let you kind of tell the the um, you know the backstory and why you're running again. And, and, of course, before we let you go, we have to talk about you know the district that you're serving in because the numbers have changed. Numbers have changed. I served uh, in two previous districts, District District 52 and District 59. I served one-year term in District 52 and two two-year terms in District 59. I've been out for about a year, about two years now, and uh, wasn't going to run again, but my wife said, oh, come on, you, you, you've got to do it again. So, and it was more than just having you around the house. She wanted to get you out of the... Well, she thought I'm, you had I'm, a purpose for. <laughs> I, I think she had a purpose, but when I was serving before, uh, she would go down to Charleston with me uh-huh. and would wow. uh, would come to the legislature every day and sit in the gallery and be my chief cheerleader. Oh, That's wow. awesome. She oh, she is my beloved and bodacious wife, Cheryl. So why would you run again? Besides, you know that your your wife yeah, told Cheryl, you to. Yeah. Well, I thought about this a lot recently, more than more than more than more than ever. When I was in grade school, uh, one of the teachers gave us an assignment. It was my, our first memory assignment to memorize the Gettysburg Address. And so I did that. It uh, wasn't long because the Gettysburg Address isn't very short. And when it talked about it's the duty of the living to help ensure our government be for the people, by the people, and of the people, that really resonated with me. Uh, and I just think it's a citizen's duty to stand up and speak out and when I retired in 2010, my daughter said to me, my daughter Sarah said, Dad, you've been a cheerleader about good government all your life. Now it's time to put down your pom-poms and get in the game. Uh, and so that's what I've done. Uh, it's a citizen duty, and it's one that's a sacrifice, 
but it's a privilege that I'm proud to have. So looking from the sidelines um, at the current legislative, you know, makeup in the state, um, you know, how, how are we doing and how can you augment that if you are elected? Well, there's some good things that happened in the legislature this, this year. Um, we got a $10,000 raise for state troopers, which, which was a plus. Um, we've got some change. This is inside baseball, I, I realize. We got some change uh, in the magisterial district makeup. The Supreme Court's finally going to do a fair allocation of that. But there were some disappointments as well. We've got a huge rainy day fund and a surplus that's almost a billion dollars, but yet the legislature couldn't bring itself to bring a, cat, a tax cut to the people, and, and that's something. One of the other things that the legislature did, and I get it kind of, but the legislature also gave a $10,000 raise to county elected officials. Uh, now, I think public officials that are not elected need more money. Uh, that's a given. But if you're running for office, you're running there not to make money. And I, if I'd have been there, I would have not voted for county official uh, pay raise. In fact, when I was in the legislature, I had a bill didn't get a hearing, surprise, surprise, uh, to actually reduce the salaries of state legislators who don't make much, but I think it should be a service and a sacrifice and not a profit-making operation. A distinction, of course, between those elected county officials and state employees, which we know, um, you know, we have a hard time uh, keeping enough corrections officers and state troopers up here. So um, the the move to augment their salaries, you did support the oh, workers. A- absolutely. Uh, they, they wanted to get locality pay for the Eastern Panhandle uh, employees. And we have a problem. The Eastern Panhandle housing prices uh, can be two dollars $300,000. But in places like McDowell County, you can buy a fairly nice home for $30,000. So there's a big difference. Uh, so I, I like the idea of taking care of our, 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 sta- our state and employees and teachers. Also, um, I'm really concerned about foster care. The legislature made some improvements over the past years in the foster care system, but it's severely undermanned and underfund. There was a big push to increase the salaries for foster care, um, protective service, child workers, and to also improve the system. Unfortunately, that did not pass. Uh, so that's an issue that needs to be worked on as well. Larry Kump is with us. He's running for House of Delegates, District 94. Uh, when you're knocking on doors, what are you hearing from constituents? What, what do they want you to do if, should you be elected to that position? Well, they're pretty well on the same wavelength with me, and it really tickled me. The first question they asked me is, are you a Republican or a Democrat? And if I say I'm a Republican, they say, that's all I need to know. I'm going to vote for you, um, hmm. which was really pleasing for me being a Republican. But uh, once I told them what my party affiliation was, they were good to go. But issues wise, is anyone? Issues, um, they, most constituents were surprised to see how big a surplus we have in the state government. Right. And they all would like their taxes reduced. And of course, they're all screaming about the, the gasoline prices and inflation. Uh, and I think we've got enough money in the legislature that we can reduce some of these taxes uh, and and increase the pocketbooks of, of the of the, uh, the the working folks. If you were sitting in the legislature right now, because we know that the, the Democratic Party and the Libertarian Party in the in the state have suggested suspending the gas tax, like our neighbors up north in Maryland have done, um, would that be something that you'd support? I would like the, the gas tax to be reduced, but the way they're doing it uh, is a temporary fix, doesn't fix the problem. 
I'd like to see our whole tax structure change uh, so we have more money in the pockets of, of our people. And, and we have enough money as well to take care of the infrastructure problems we have in West Virginia, which is also a big issue, particularly in the eastern can- panhandle. Again, speaking with Larry Cump, he's running for House of Delegates District at 94. And you say uh, infrastructure, and I've, after doing a, a little bit of research on you and seeing some things, because you are in a ton of articles if you uh, Google your name, that is for sure. Uh, but uh, Route 9 keeps springing up a lot. Now, um, what would be some of your, I guess, first steps if you, uh, you know, go back into the house uh, would be Route 9 and, you know, how it would affect the small towns that it crosses through? Well, Route 9 has been an issue I've been pushing on for years. In fact, there's been a study done on Route 9 that goes way back until the 1970s and it's just never been done. And my idea on Route 9 is the best time and to plant a tree is now. Mm. Route 9 is severely overcrowded. It's dangerous. Uh, we've got the money. Uh, we need, they actually started uh, an engineering study on it, but Route 9 needs to be improved between Martinsburg and Berkeley Springs, and there has to also be a bypass around Hedgesville. Uh, somebody told me years ago, uh, in fact, it was on a bumper sticker, it said, <laughs> I take my life in my hands every day, I drive Route 9. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, speaking of Route 9 and, and the environs around, uh, you know, Western Berkeley County, Hedgesville area. Talk about your district because things have changed a little bit due to the census and redistricting. One of the questions you asked me earlier that I didn't respond to fully um, is the questions I ask uh, get asked by constituents. And the biggest question I have from people in my area and everybody else is, what district am I in now? Uh, I don't understand. Uh, the new district, my old district, 59, uh, actually with the redistricting, they created three new districts out of it. Uh, the, we'd had that much growth. So the new district uh, for not District 94 is goes from the Potomac River and Falling Waters through Spring Mills down to the northern part of uh, Martinsburg. On the east side is 81, Route 81, which is the eastern boundary. On the west side is, is Vineyard Road. Uh, so it's a kind of a pie-shaped district, uh, a lot easier to work, work around, uh, uh, a lot more community of interest. So as a candidate, it's a much easier district for me. But my big concern is every legislative district has been changed because of this uh, redistricting. People have no idea what district they're in and who they uh, can be voting for. And speaking with Larry Cump, running for House of Delegates in District 94. Now we only have two minutes left until we have to get uh, to our last break for the day. So I want uh, you to have enough time to let people know, again, kind of what you're running on uh, about you and how to get in touch. I'm a battle, battle-tested liberty-oriented Christian conservative. Uh, I'm strong on the Second Amendment, family issues, right to life, uh, and low taxation. My website is kump, K-U-M-P, wv.com and i also have a facebook page uh, which you can also reach which larrycump.com you can call me at home i have no problem with calls at home area code 304-274-3104 vote for me and if you feel inclined and even if you don't feel inclined send me a campaign contribution so i can get some of my literature out Again, Larry Cump, running for House of Delegates, District 94. Thank you for joining Meet the Candidates this morning. Thank you. Absolutely. Stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. There must be some kind of way out. Welcome back. 
got to turn my mic on. Marsha, welcome back to Panhandle Live. Brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, having individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonandJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Cavalli. If you missed it, before the break, we had our latest uh, installation, installment of Meet the Candidates with Larry Kump. He's running for House of Delegates at District 94. If you uh, missed anything, listen back to it a little bit later on today on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify pages. But, um, yeah, all kinds of stuff going on here in our cluster of stations here on King Street at WVRC Media. Got St. Jude Radiothon going on. So uh, if you tune into 97.5 to 95.9, the big dog, you can tune into 92.9 to be XDC. Uh, you'll be hearing that all day today and tomorrow. Uh, real quick, you can become a partner in Hope by donating uh, and calling 1-800-201-8883, or you can text Hope to 626262. And like I said, uh, over on... 92.9 WXDC, 95.9 The Big Dog, and today's 97.5. Uh, they have all the info you need on that. That is for sure. Absolutely. And, of course, the swag. You oh. can if For $19 a month, you also get the the newest installation of the St. Jude Radiothon t-shirt, which um, yeah. you can see us modeling, <laughs> on, apparently, on a video on uh, today's 97.5's every, Facebook page. Every time I see a picture or video of myself, I think, man, I really got to get back to working out. I think that's human nature. Like, oh, I got to get back to the you gym. Know what? But th- it's for the kids, so. Or it just makes me think, huh, did you really need to, you know, eat that bowl of cereal at 10 o'clock last night when you were bored? Or it doesn't you know, help eat that, that handful of chips. Someone brought in donuts. At the very begin- donuts. Okay, at the beginning of the day, Jason brought in a dozen donuts. And then someone, when it was daylight out, brought another dozen of donuts. So, Unbelievable. And then apparently there was a do dozen of donuts already here. Because one of our uh, sales guys, today's his last day, so they had preemptively bought donuts for everybody for that. Wow. That Jared just kind of pulled out of a out of his hat, out of his office, and was like, "Hey, I got more donuts." I was like, "What the?" Oh, plus, you know what else is happening today? Hmm. I, I wonder if he. I hope I don't embarrass him. Our, our own Al Gage is having a birthday. Oh, that's right! Yeah. Happy birthday to it's Al Gage! You'll be able to hear him tomorrow morning mm-hmm. uh, doing the newscast here on WPM. Well, on all of our cluster we stations. Get him work, really. like, of course. On his birthday weekend, <laughs> of course, absolutely. It's radio. Are you kidding me? It's always radio. But yeah, happy birthday to Al Gage, and it's Denzel's last day. You've heard Denzel a couple of times here on Panhandle Live. You've heard him. plenty of his clients here on Panhandle Live. Uh, well, yeah, we're gonna miss De- gonna miss D. Miss Denzel. I I. Kind of made him, I think, try to make him feel guilty about oh. leaving. I don't think that's going to change his mind. Well, but. it is funny to kind of see, and myself included in this statement, to see how everybody kind of reacts to somebody leaving. Uh-huh. You have like, uh, I would say you, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, sad about it, telling yes. him that you're sad about it, making him feel bad that guilty. you're sad about him yes. leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 100%. me, I'm like, yeah, no, somebody said, uh, somebody asked him about doing something today. I was like, who's Denzel? Oh, Nice. <laughs> Like, you know, we're, uh, no, uh, that's the way to be, Because we will be at the home show uh, both Saturday and Sunday, but you'll be able to see uh, me, Marsha, and Parker Stone on Sunday morning out at the home show at the Roundhouse in uh, downtown Martinsburg. But somebody was like, yeah, I think Denzel said he was going to stop by. I was like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Why? Because he likes us. Then why is he leaving? Oh, wow. No, that's mean. That's mean. I'm being too harsh. I know. I'm being too harsh. But yeah, all kinds of stuff going on. Of course, St. Jude. So if uh, you want to keep up with any of that information, I think Rona's going to come in here uh, in a minute to chat with us about that. But had a jam-packed show today. Really, the last... Goodness, like... This whole year so far, I feel like every show's kind of been 
jammed up. But at the beginning of it, uh, we had Hannah Sosa Lisa on from Rosedale Funeral Home and Cemetery talking about funeral pre-planning, which was way more interesting than I ever thought it was going to be. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, very important information on that as well. And then we had Larry Kump, who's running for House of Delegates in District 94. Man, those redistricts, all the different districts now, they look so crazy. There's there's some that are so small, and mm-hmm. then there's bigger ones. I mean, So the good news is, if you are computer savvy, if you have internet, you know, you can go on the West Virginia Secretary of State's website, and they have an interactive map where you can put in your address, and it will tell you where your district is, and I believe where your polling place is. It will at least tell you where di- where your district is and um, who you're voting for. Because I'll be honest, sometimes I've gone into my polling place mm-hmm. and I th- I thought I was voting for the for a different delegate district. Oh, really? Yeah, that's happened to me before, like years ago, mm-hmm. because um, because every census it changes. Hmm. You know, the districts can change. Yeah, so make sure you're keeping up, or at least going to check to make sure you are. Uh, voting in the right place, that mm-hmm. is for sure, for uh, this year. I, I know I'm in the right place when I roll up and I see my neighbors, uh, but yeah. our polling place, uh, I pass at least two other, I think it's three other polling places before I get to mine. Mm-mm. So really, I could roll out of my house and go. I'm close to another polling district, but it's not mine. Right. It's just interesting. Go figure. You got that may have point. changed if, you know, I, yeah. I haven't done the, the whole interactive map but it it exists now before we get back to uh talking about saint jude here in just a second before we wrap things up i did want to shout out because i got uh the email about this yesterday uh junior guard and i spelled junior so wrong in this story i wrote up for you marcia but uh junior guard for the shepherd women's rams basketball team abby beeman uh, has been named to yet another all-america team this time uh the women's basketball coaches association of america team uh it comes off the back of a crazy great individual season of basketball she had. I mean, she led the team in basically everything. She averaged 19 points a game. Uh, she helped lead the Rams to a 25 and 8 record, which was the most team or most wins in program history. Uh, she led the team in scoring, assists, steals, three pointers, and uh, minutes played. She, I think, literally, Marsha, I think she only sat out. Was that one eighth of the game where she couldn't play? Yeah, maybe like <laughs> eight minutes the whole seat, the whole season. Wow. Like she played every every, every single minute. Uh, the whole entire season. She led the whole country in that. She also led the country in assists with 267, uh, and she topped that WCBA All-American list. And uh, if you listen to any of the uh, games here on WPM and WCST, especially when they would play Cal, which were the big games, uh, Deja Terrell, the point guard for uh, the Cal Vulcans, uh, also made the WCBA All-American list. But most importantly to us, so did Abby Beeman. So... I know there's all this transfer portal mm-hmm. talk going around. Is she, is she committed to finishing up, finishing up at Shepherd? She's a junior right now, right? Right. So, uh, but she's because of the COVID year and everything. She's um, athletically a sophomore. Oh, so she has two more years. So you can kind of count her as like a grad student at this point, sort of, right? So she's a junior. Fifth year. She'll well, be a fifth junior, year senior. She can play another year legit. Right next year's a senior and then if she wanted she to go have as a graduate year. student right right huh. so uh but she's local i mean she's from frankfurt uh, west virginia so not too far away i mean less than an hour really away um do i think and her whole family's literally at every single game really so road and home so wow. and you can tell because all of them got shirts on that say either beeman's mom beeman's dad beeman's cousin beeman's you know this wow. which is kind of funny um so to answer what i think her question was is if she's going to transfer or not i don't know i don't know 
if I can be critical uh, about Abby, she is not the tallest basketball player in the world, which definitely does not help uh, being only five. Five, I think. I don't think it hurts. Her. It doesn't hurt. I think at she's all. doing great. Absolutely. She is. But, and, you know, I think Coach, we even had her on the record saying this as well, although this is not a direct quote. Uh, when there is somebody on her guarding her that is, you know, taller or significantly taller, it's tougher for her to do anything, right? Because that space that she needs isn't there. So who knows? Is she good enough to play D1 and do all that? 100%. Mm hmm. But speaking or talking or thinking, I guess, as a recruitment person or as a scout, that's the only demerit would be her height. For you and, and there's Parker, nothing she can do about that. But. When it comes time for basketball season again, for you and Parker, I'm sure it'll be a much easier season for you if she stays. Because it's uh, been a lot yeah. of fun following uh, her progress. I mean, right? she's as important to that team as Bajit is the football team. Wow. So, and I, I've said the same, pretty much the same critical things about. Uh, Bajent that I don't think he's fast enough uh, to be, you know, like, I don't know, a starter starter in the NFL just because of how NFL football is. But she is just as important as he is. So absolutely. I was so relieved to hear that Bajent wasn't uh, leaving. And I'd do the same for Abby. Meanwhile, Glenville State continues its ascension. <laughs> Glenville State out here doing, I mean, just taking over the world in women's basketball right now. I believe, now let me double check. They are in the uh, D2 National Championship game after winning by 20 points over uh, Grand Valley just last night in the uh, elite or in the Final Four. So and yeah, people are talking rolling. about their oh, there's Rona. Hi, Rona. Well, yeah, Glenville is Glenville is rolling. So they should. Uh, we'll see how they uh, end up in the national championship game. But joining us. Uh, from today's 97.5 Morning Show host, Program Director, Rona. How you doing this morning? Good morning. Absolutely. I, I, um, I just finished hearing a story for St. Jude, and I'm... Um, oh, good. You have tissues. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some of the stories yeah. are it, This is a heartwarming story. Um, this was of Carson, who had three bone marrow transplants and said, you know, I just want to go home and play with my puppies. And you know what? It's... it's um, the determination of that child. Mm -hmm. I think to myself, where do you get the strength? Well, when you know you've got somebody like St. Jude there pulling for you and raising money for you and helping you, that's exactly, um, that's how you get the determination. So, of course, I'm, I'm a little bit teary-eyed. Absolutely. It's a, these are a, uh, emotionally taxing days, that yes. is for sure. Yeah, but very inspiring as Absolutely. well. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to be here on uh, Panhandle Live. because. You know, you're so tied in with our community in the Eastern Panhandle. And I know lots of people are listening and also making donations and becoming partners in Hope with us. That's right. And you become a partner in Hope by calling 1-800-201-8883 or texting HOPE to 626262. Unfortunately, Rona, we're up against uh, the break, but we'll be talking about this all day tomorrow, too. And you'll also be talking about it over on today's 97.5 as well. So, hey, let people know where they can go to find um, like Facebook and things like that. Absolutely. Our Facebook, it's uh, go to Facebook, Today's 97.5, and our website, todays97.5.com, like your panhandle newsnetwork.com. You will see some St. Jude links there as well. And uh, we're also putting up some fun stuff on our Facebook. <laughs> I think people that. might uh, <laughs> like yeah. your I think we, uh, fashion show. I think Catwalk. we should. Yeah, we already talked about it, and I already feel like we shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, that does it for us here on Panhandle Lab today. For Marsha, for Rona, I'm Jordan. This has been Panhandle Lab on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Have a good one. Talk to you tomorrow. WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station.
We're proud to live here too.